This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I know you'll be alright Even when times get hard And you feel like you're in the dark You will see Just how beautiful life can be When you soften your heart You can finally start To live your truth Life. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Truthiest Life. Thank you for being here. I hope you're all having a July-y July. July is the one month that I feel like we actually all agree is summertime where we can relax, go to the beach more, not feel the impending feeling like we need to be working and a little bit more permission to relax. If you haven't given yourself that permission yet, I want to perhaps inspire you to take that space to do something just for you, to lean into joy a little bit more and really recognize that this is like an international time before anybody goes back to school where you can really just breathe really deep. So even if it's just for listening to this podcast for the next hour, take a big inhale, exhale out the mouth, Do it one more time. Let that breath of fire come out. Feel the release. Feel the difference. And feel how different and empowered you can feel by creating that, just that breathing space just for yourself. Figuratively by actually breathing and then literally what it feels like to give yourself permission to relax. It's been a crazy week over here. I actually got COVID for the first time, which made my July a little bit less july but I'm on the other end here and I will share that it was certainly not mild at all, but it also wasn't a cold. 
I don't know what the deal is with this new strain that's finding those of us that haven't had it yet, but I will simply unpolitically remind you to protect yourself. Let's go back to the days before COVID had all this like political charge and just hear it for me that it did really stink. And although it's probably unavoidable if you've never had it before, at the same time, do what you can to protect yourself because I think this strain is really sneaky. And yeah, it wasn't a cold. It was like intense body aches, fever and worst of all, isolation from Soli, which also I'm very grateful to have some help during that time. Overall, I'm on the other side and I'm feeling recharged and inspired despite some certainly dark moments that usually do accompany being sick and um, of any type. If you've been sick with anything and locked in your room, the mind can certainly, you know, run in negative circles, but I'm fighting through that and It feels good to feel good on this side. Before you listen to this episode, I wanted to prompt you with some thought-provoking questions to get you thinking about you and possible situations where you may have been in a situation similar to our guest and something that we can kind of all reflect on. This podcast, when I interview guests, is meant to be also about you. So the questions that I'm asking a guest, always feel free to grab those and ask yourself. So Ava is somebody who is what she calls herself a third culture kid living in America, but with lots of different backgrounds as to how she grew up and uh, what her parents' nationalities are. And as a result, I was very curious how this person came to be so confident in who she is, right? Like when you hear her, you'll, you'll hear, she just speaks from the heart fearlessly. And when you have so much input of different cultures coming through you, it might feel very confusing as to how do I actually show up? And perhaps you don't have a lot of cultures coming through you like me. I'm pretty American through and through. And yet there have been moments in my life where I still felt like, who am I? And it's really interesting because Ava talks about different times in her life when she assimilated to those who she was around. And as she's speaking, I thought about moments in my life where I did the same thing. When being around a group of people, I started to act like them, to dress like them, to speak like them, even though that wasn't really by nature who I am. Now, a part of me recognizes that this is only normal to the point where, you know, as humans to survive, we must belong. Outsiders, right, are in threat of their lives, biologically speaking. So, To assimilate is a very natural, normal, and possibly evolutionarily protective thing. But we also know that when we are forcing something, it can feel really itchy, right? Like when we are just not being ourselves, we deep down know that. So I just for a moment want to invite you to ask yourself, was there a time in your life when you acted, dressed, talked differently to fit in? Did you wear those different clothes? Did you talk and speak differently, use different words or different way that you spoke? And just for a moment, embody what it felt like to go back in time, maybe it's a little cringeworthy, to feel what it felt like to know that you weren't being you, but continue to do that. Okay, great. Now that you have gone there and you felt maybe cringy or itchy or something negative about it, Can you forgive yourself for a couple of reasons? One, knowing that it's part of the process of learning who you are, trying on different clothes, literally, so to speak, and figuring out what doesn't feel good so you can figure out what does feel good. 
And then I also want you to forgive yourself because it's somewhat normal in situations to have different parts of you that are not the core you. In listening to this episode, I just started thinking about how I also act a little bit differently with my college friends than I do my high school friends and my new mom friends. I'm a different person than you know, my friends that I've made in the last 10 years of, of being post-college, you know, nutritionist, being a nutritionist with my nutritionist friends. I'm just giving some random examples here. And I want to also give you permission to have different versions of yourself that you display in appropriate settings. I think by allowing ourselves to forgive the parts that do not fit and also showcase different parts to ourselves in different settings, we remain authentic and free to continue to take form as to who we are. I'm so inspired by Ava because first of all, she's just hilarious, amazing, so true to herself and making skincare something that is fun rather than stiff. And I know that you're going to love her just so much and probably be as influenced as I am to buy everything that she says. But I I think that she's so much more than just skincare. She's about somebody who truly has claimed who she is and as a result stands out, stands out in a positive way, stands out in a refreshing way. And I want to remind us all that all of us have that uniqueness that makes us us even though our natural instinct is to try and fit in. She's a beautiful example of what can happen when we are fearless enough to fit out, for lack of a better word, just the opposite of fit in, if you didn't get where I was going there. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you back here next week. Welcome back to The Truthiest Life, everybody. Today's guest is Ava from Glow with Ava. Welcome, Ava. So excited to see you again and sit down and talk to the creator of Jello Skin Life and the girl that teaches us the best skincare hacks on the internet. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, Lisa, for having me on your podcast. I'm delighted to be here today. I'm so excited to have you because as we talked a little bit before we jumped on here in email, you and I have met in real life in a very serendipitous way. I like oh, to think God. of it. <laughs> It was pre-pandemic life. And the weird thing about being a quote-unquote influencer, I don't know if you agree, is like sometimes you find yourself at events that you don't really know why you're there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And for me, I can't speak for you, this was an event for a sex toy. No hate on sex toys. I actually think that's a really huge part of wellness. But they hired me to be like a mindful eating expert and were you talking about skincare there? Why were you at this event? I honestly can't remember, but I was surprised when I got there because I actually had no idea that this was an event for a sex toy. <laughs> I got a skincare event, which is why I went. It was kind of thrown off, but that's how we met. <laughs> we met there. I saw her. I was like, this girl's cool. And since then, I've watched your brand explode, really. And best of all, I've seen your personality really come through in such a genuine and authentic way. And that's really why I wanted to have you on as a guest. You're not just an expert or a skincare junkie. You're somebody who really organically shows up as your full quirky, funny self in a space that I feel like is very serious to a lot of people. (laughs) Do you feel like the beauty space is as serious as I think it is? And you're kind of like the one quirky one or what's your kind of take on that? 
Well, I believe that. I mean, you know, it's beauty and skincare. It shouldn't be as serious as it is. You know, we should really make it a fun part of your life. And I think what I want to translate through my platform is that it doesn't have to be a chore. It's not an obligation. So I'm trying to make it as fun as possible because at the end of the day, if it's not fun for you, if it's not enjoyable, you're not going to do it. So it's kind of like teaching like my husband or people around me that putting on a sheet mask should be something that relaxes you rather than you being like, oh, I have to do this tonight. So just kind of making it a more like natural part of your daily routine is what I'm trying to preach because that's kind of like the ritual that I grew up in, um, in my culture. Speaking of your culture, it is a little bit complex because you were born in one place, grew up in another and now live here. So what exactly do you mean when you say your culture? You know, honestly, like it's, it is kind of confusing to a lot of people, even for me. So I am typically um, what, what typically people call a third culture kid. So third culture, meaning that I'm associated to more than one culture. And that is three cultures for me. And a lot of my friends who grew up with me, especially in high school, we all pretty much consider ourselves third culture kids because we're from one country, but live in a different country because we're immigrants there. Um, But we're raised and taught by another culture. So my story is I'm Korean by birth. Both my parents are Korean, but we immigrated to China when I was very young because of my dad's job. And growing up in China, I was immersed by the Korean values at home, the Chinese values of what I grew up in. And then I was taught a lot of Western values in school. So it was kind of like a very big immersion of all different kinds of cultures. And to add on to that, uh, in my middle school and high school, you would have all of these immigrants. So my friend group was Mexican, Swedish, Australian, Malaysian, Korean, Chinese. So it's kind of like a amalgam of all of this explosion. But I think that's why I value it so much. It's taught me so much on how to be more diverse, learn about other cultures and be just more inclusive. And I think that's the beauty of like my upbringing. Yeah, I love that. But also Mm -hmm. sounds like it could be confusing in terms of the big question of answering who am I? I can never answer it. But do you feel like you know who you are? Because when I come to your page, it doesn't feel like you don't know if you're should be, you know, super Korean or act more in line with Chinese culture or Western values. Like you just show up as you. Was there ever a time that you felt more paralyzed by all these different cultures coming at you? That's a very good question. And I don't think I've ever shared this really on a podcast or even like my platform as directly, you know, now in my thirties. So I finally come to realize like this is me. So I think that's why what you see on my platform in the last few years is very authentic and probably feels more real because I've, after going through so many changes, now I'm realizing like, this is a true me I'm showing as was showing up as my most authentic self. But, you know, after growing up in Shanghai, my whole life then came here for college in the U.S. And that was my first time ever in the United States. So even though I was raised by some Western values, like the U.S. is a completely different country. And I also went to a very white school at Notre Dame. And it was hard to fit in. Like a lot of people have never even left the country on campus. I was the only Asian girl on campus, too. So I always tried to it in. And what I realized, especially during school and after school was 
I think I try to fit in to be like them. So for example, if my friends are from Boston or like the, uh, you know, the coastal area, they would have summer houses in the Cape Cod where Lily Pulitzer, you know, Martha's Vineyard, all of that stuff. And I think like I try to buy those clothes and dress like them, kind of act like them, love football, which I've never even watched football ever. But <laughs> having gone to school like that, you were kind of forced to like really enjoy it. So I think I like faked it until I made it in a way where I, I guess I did enjoy it, but I try to pretend like I liked football a lot more than I did dress in a way that I wasn't really like feeling like my true self, like me in a Lily Pulitzer dress. I was not the vibe. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. So I went through this whole phase, even dating wise, I was dating a lot of like white males who didn't know a single thing about my culture either. So that was kind of hard where once again, to meet their standards, I was becoming someone who I wasn't truly. So I had a phase of that for like around 10 years. I think it really changed the last five years was when I met my partner, I started this platform, I left a job that I wasn't really happy in. And it's interesting because I never started this platform to find myself, but in a way by giving followers the content that I feel the most relatable and natural in. That's how I weirdly found myself too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Cause when I go to your page, at least in the past six months or so, you know, that I'm like, my brain is most saturated with, I see your mom a lot. I see your partner a lot. I see your sister a lot. And you're a lot of time talking about like Korean beauty or uh, your mom's beauty hacks. So we're really seeing a window into like who you are from your home, which is very different than the places you went, like school in China or Notre Dame or, you know, those things. So it's kind of like going backwards, but it's coming home to you and it's true. And I, I, I've been talking to quite a few people and actually last week I was in Hawaii and um, I met a follower there who came up to me saying like, you know, I, I adore your content. So she was a Chinese American. I adore your content so much. And she messaged me later on and it really hit home for me because I share a lot of recipes, for example, and I share a lot of Asian recipes that I grew up eating. That's a combination of Korean and Chinese elements. And I think this also relates to a lot of Asian Americans who grew up in the U.S. too, because um, especially with the API month, a, a lot of kids growing up, maybe in like Western neighborhoods, they felt ashamed of bringing like Asian food to their white school. It, it smells like you get bullied. And she was saying like, I love how you bring back all of these recipes that my mom made for me that I thought was so uncool and kind of gross and wanted to hide myself from, but you're making it cool for us and making our culture proud. And that just like, it's like my mission with my platform where it's not just about skincare, obviously it is, but it's skincare, makeup, food, wellness, all of these tips together where I can bring the beauty of like the Eastern culture I um, grew up with to the West, which is where I live now and probably will be for the foreseeable future. I am clearly a basic white girl who grew up (laughs) in a basic white community and definitely can remember the Asians or different minorities in my school who brought their cultural foods. And, you know, my 
the reaction to it. And I had my friend Samadatta on the podcast one year ago. I don't know if you follow her or know her, but she's Indian American, I guess, second generation. And she spoke about the exact same thing where she would bring her lunch to school and everybody would be like, ew, what is that? You know, curry and that it smells, you know, and now she is a cookbook author and she's making all these things cool. Yeah, it's just the same conversation. And I think the more we see it online, especially in places of America that are predominantly white like me, you know, I hope that my daughter has access to seeing these other cultural foods and not seeing them just because they're different as like gross and instead like, cool, what are you eating? You know, and I think I love that you said recipes because there is a lot of from what I see online and I try to really learn given that again, I'm white and All I have to do is learn from your living reality. I see a lot of people get upset about white people co-opting Asian recipes or uh, any any other minority type meal. And obviously there is we need to acknowledge where it came from, especially because so much shame has been around those foods in the West for a while. But I also at the same time think that food is a beautiful way to learn about other people's cultures And it can be a beautiful bridge to bring us together. Same with, I guess, skincare, uh, especially because, you know, you said that your followers see you and they might not realize that you're in your 30s. You look like you're 18, you know, with that glowing jello skin of yours. And all of a sudden, your mom, who people might have thought was weird or quirky for putting on all the sun lotion and skin and masks, you know, now everybody's like, wait a minute, you actually have the secrets. What is that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, growing up, I was such a rebel because my mom was so good with her skincare routine, putting on sunscreen all the time. And I just like hated doing it. I never really did it until I was like 24, 25, I think. Um, skincare I did before, but sunscreen, I never, ever wore sunscreen. So I think I definitely look younger now than I did 10 years ago, thanks to really taking care of my skin. So that's why I tell people like, it's never too late to start taking your skincare routine slightly more seriously. And like, thanks to my mom, she's taught me so much. And now that I am more into taking care of my skin, now I'm like, finally, like, mom, tell me all your tips. Like, what are your tips with food? And she really is like the living example of what I call the jello skin. It's completely inspired by her because it's not just about just the skincare that you put on, but it really is more of a lifestyle. Tell me more about that lifestyle. Why is it more of a lifestyle and not just like the products that you slap on? Yeah. So you know how you always like hear you are what you eat. And as we talked about, like hydration is also very important. So it's about like hydrating yourself and feeding your gut, um, like all the good fermented foods and foods that are good for your gut health, antioxidants, vitamins that can actually keep your skin glowing from inside and out. And like growing up, my mom's such a good cook. So she would feed me the healthiest, best meals for every meal. And I think what changed was when I came here for college and I was just eating burgers and pizzas like all the time. That's when I got IBS, like my health just deteriorated, my skin like got so bad. And now that I'm in, like I'm much older now I'm realizing, wow, like the way she really focused on feeding the collagen, the vitamins, antioxidants, like there was all thought behind 
all the recipes that she made for me. So finally at this age, now I'm going back to my mom, tell me all your recipes. And she gives, she writes like all these like handwritten notes because she doesn't know how to use technology. So <laughs> there I'm taking these recipes and creating them in video form or writing them to my followers. Just so kind of like romanticizing and making it better in a way that is much easier to digest. Right. And translatable. Like how, how cool is that, that your mom has all this information and then you used to think it's weird and now you're like treasuring it and passing it along to the internet, which, you know, we all want skin like yours. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you, something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. So before we go into a little bit more about all of your skincare expertise and all of that, I recently learned on your website that Ava isn't actually even your real name. So what is your real name and why don't you use it? My name, my real name is Juwan. And in Korean, my grandparents named me that, which also is pretty common in Asian culture where your grandparents name you. It's the combination of Korean and Chinese characters and the two letters separately combined. It means I bring a lot of happiness to everyone around me because one is actually circle in Korean and circle in Chinese as well. So it's bringing everything full circle. And I, I like that part of my name because I feel like it just kind of 
brings like the East and West together, which is like my main motivation behind all of this to bring everything full circle. But um, the reason I did change my name, well, I didn't technically change it. My legal name and everything and my document is still my Korean name. But when I came here for college, especially Notre Dame, where people probably don't even know how to pronounce like my name at all, that's when I decided um, I should probably make it into an easier name. And actually, I was in Hawaii last week for my best friend's wedding. She's like my best friend for life. She um, ended up going to college in the U.S. too. And she has a very similar name to me. And she also knew it was going to be a struggle. So she picked an English name out of nowhere and said, hey, I'm going to be this name when I am in college. You should pick one for yourself too. So she was the one who basically told me, you need to do this or else you're going to have a very hard time in college. And I became Ava. I chose a few names and that became me. And I thought it'd be weird, but now like the adjustment time period wasn't hard at all. And it actually gave me some kind of confidence when I came to the U.S. where instead of having to keep reiterating, this is how you pronounce it, this is how you spell it and going through all of that. I just honestly feel like going through that process when I'm new to the U.S. would have been a little bit of struggle and kind of would have deteriorated my confidence. But because I actually, I actually really like my new name, Ava, I could tell people, hey, my name is Ava. And it was like very catchy and really gave me a weird confidence boost. So that's kind of like the name I stuck around with. And that's the name behind my brand now, too. Would you ever go back to being and make sure I'm pronouncing this right? Juwan? Yeah, Juwan. I'm still Juwan. You know, like half the people in my life know me as Juwan. Oh, OK. Know me as Ava. So I go by both. Interesting. Okay. I kind of like that because you get to have like a little privacy between the real you. If you ever change your mind, I feel like Glow with Juan still is really awesome and is also still you. But I like that you kind of get to have this privacy between like who you are with the sanctity of your family. What does your partner call you? He calls me Ava. He does. Oh, interesting. Because I met him later in life and he's also Korean American, but he's not good. Um, a Korean at all. So that's why he calls me just Drew, um, Ava. I mean, but he knows like my my legal name. So whenever he has a fill in documents, he does go by that. And then if he talks to my parents ever, then he refers me as Juwon. All right. Beautiful. So Glow with Ava was a side gig. You mentioned that you had a other job first. What was your first job? My first job out of college was actually in investment banking. Fascinating. It's crazy to not thinking about it, that I was in such a different industry, but I think coming out of college, I just wanted to be in the hardest job that I could ever get and really work hard. And after I was in investment banking, then I, a couple of years after I went on to go into a hedge fund and was there for a little bit. And then after that, I was thinking what's next for me. And then I ended up going to another private equity firm. So I basically did like everything there was in finance. And then I was like, should I stay here or not? But I don't think I ever thought of leaving finance. If anything, I did consider maybe going to business school because that's like the track for most finance people. You start in investment banking, then you go to another big fund, and then you go to business school, go back to doing something very similar, but you just have a bigger network from business school. So that's honestly what I was going to do. And I thought I was going to be in finance until I retired. I'm 60. And this kind of came about like out of nowhere. I also have never been good at technology at all. Never been like someone to do selfies. Like I don't even have like 
pictures from like before my glow with Ava days, really, because I was never really like on my phone as much, which is crazy that now this is my full-time job. I'm on my phone 24 seven. That is really crazy because you're so natural at it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. Like my, my personal account, I have like no photos, <laughs> but what I did like is I was always obsessed with skincare. So I would go back to Korea once or twice a year. And then every time I come back, I would bring back a full luggage of just skincare and beauty. And that's how obsessed I was with the whole idea. And I think it's because growing up in China, there's also that scarcity factor where I had to wait all year long to go to Korea um, during winter break or summer break. And then that's when I get to like buy everything I wanted. So that kind of played into my obsession in a weird way. Even to this day, I'm like, I go to Korea every year and I get a lot of skincare gifting with my job. But still, for some reason, when I go to Korea, I have this like FOMO factor where if I don't get it right now, I'm never going to get it. (laughs) I have to buy everything. So I still come back with an entire suitcase of just random things that I don't need, but make an excuse for why I need it. It's funny. Well, it's kind of fun to in this world where everything you could add to your cart in Sephora and it's at your house in two days to kind of have this place where you can't find it. You can't even find a lot of the Korean products online. Like it's really the thrill that the Internet kind of took away of going somewhere far away, finding what people who have studied skincare for years and years, you know, finding their secrets and then bringing it back. And since you only get one or two chances a year to do all that digging, it's like like my thing that no one can get on Amazon. Yes, yes. And and it really is also still like bridging that culture that is part of your mission, whether like topically or a little bit more deep down, which is to bridge our cultures together. And this isn't stuff that you could find online. So by being like, this is this amazing ingredient that people in Korea are using, like you are piquing interest and educating and showing a little bit more window into how people live. I know, I don't know. I'm all about like ways that we can come together, whether it's through food or skincare and learning from you via those trips and what you bring back, like it might seem silly, but there really is deeper meaning to it all. So at what point did you transition out of investment banking, hedge fund world to glow with Ava full-time? Because I think when I met you, which was, I believe it was 2019, were you fully glow with Ava then? I may have just left. It was such a long time ago. Now I think about it. I'm obsessed with anybody who like soared during the pandemic because I like plummeted during the pandemic. And I love that some people just like found themselves while others lost themselves, I guess, like me. (laughs) Um, Um, But I feel like you were you're a true pandemic success story. (laughs) I I was because I'm like an extrovert. I needed to do something. I had to be talking to people. And because I didn't have that in me anymore, like the one thing I did was talk to the camera. (laughs) So that was how my extrovertness came out on camera, where I was just like doing funny things. And I never thought about even going on TikTok until the pandemic hit. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start doing this. And that was when I was like, this feels like my platform. Everything made sense. Does TikTok feel more like home for you than Instagram? It's weird because TikTok videos are more home for me, but the audience connection, I'm much more connected to my Instagram audience because of Mm -hmm. story. People know me more 
who follow me on Instagram because they see my Instagram stories and I'm like no filter. I share everything and everything. Yeah, it's different. But anyways, going back, I was in private equity, my last job. And one day I was on Instagram and I think I was just seeing a lot of the shelfies. This was like four or five years ago when pictures of like all your skincare arranged really beautifully on the shelf was like the big thing. And I was thinking like, I have a lot more stuff. In- <laughs> I don't even have enough shelf space for all of my products. You're yeah. thinking. <laughs> I found a gap in the market then because these were just pretty pictures, but the caption was just like shelfie or, you know, there was like no instructions or like guidelines on how to use them. And I didn't actually like the concept of shelfies because like, what's the point of having these when people don't even know how to use it? You know, it's not just for vanity. Yes, that is pretty nice to look at, but I felt like just basing on my friends and people, they just didn't know when to use a toner, serums. What's the point of having like five moisturizers on your shelf just to make it look pretty when you don't have a skincare routine? Mm. So then I was like, you know what? And I'm also, as I mentioned, I'm very bad with technology, not good at taking photos. My pictures are horrible. We blame your, we blame your husband for the bad photos. (laughs) But I felt like I could be the person who can teach people um, how to use them. So that's what I started doing on Instagram stories. And I think that's how I grew more because people really like my stories and people were referring other people to go look at my stories to see how to use a sheet mask, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really posted that much on my feed because I was terrified anyone in my job was ever going to find me. Oh, okay. So glow with Ava was like a secret. It was, it was a secret. I blocked everyone at my firm. <laughs> I have a few friends that started their Instagram accounts and blocked everybody that they know. What is that about? Because that's unrelatable for me. Well, because I just didn't want like them to think I was focusing on the side gig mm. on my job. I was still giving a hundred percent to my job. It was just more like I was waking up super early, appreciating all my content. And then there's like apps where you schedule it to go live at a specific time. So that's everything I did. Weekends, I shot everything. And then every day, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, noon, I would have the save drafts go live. Do you still do that? No. <laughs> I feel like you were able to use your analytical brain even though we look at your page and it's not like anything about finance and and stuff like that, I feel like you are very analytical and planned and are able to kind of like figure out where things go, which I don't know, that's one of my biggest flaws is like my lack of organization and planning. But I feel like this has allowed you to really soar. I think I'm also a Virgo. So is my daughter. when's, When's your birthday? Mine's September 11th. Oh, right. I actually knew that from your, it's your, your 10 facts about you. My daughter is August 24th and I thought that she was going to be a Leo, yeah. but she's a Virgo. And now I'm like, who are these Virgo people? But okay. Tell me more. Tell me more. So as a Virgo, I am a perfectionist with everything and kind of crazy. So everything has to be completely planned out. And if anything goes out of my plan, even if like, for example, I have lunch today and someone cancels on me last minute, then I feel like my entire day is ruined. So now I now I plan my entire day around this canceled lunch that I have and see like exactly how I do. Even like hair wash days, the amount of makeup I put on, every single detail is that planned to the minute. What TikTok I'm going to be filming. Like, but I don't write everything down. It's just like all in my brain. So my brain is just like... 
Uh-huh. Like, a, like a literal mess at all times, but in a very organized way. Clearly, because I've got it all up there too, but then it just lives there and never makes its way into the universe. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of it. You would think like Virgos because they're very organized. Their house is also very organized too. So I've met a couple of Virgos where some people, their drawers are like organized by every color, all of that. While as the opposite for me is when it comes to work, I am crazy and I'm so organized. But when it comes to my personal life, I let loose. Okay. All right. Well, note to self, never make lunch plans with you and cancel because your entire day, maybe week are going to be thrown off base. If someone cancels on me, I'm so fine. I'm just like, oh, okay. And then I move on to the next thing. But I would like to have some of your like task oriented brain in my brain because you really maximize time and most importantly maximize I feel like your energy like you said like you plan your hair wash day when you plan your hair wash day what does that what does a hair wash day look like that's going to be different from I'm washing my hair then I know I can plan this 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 is kind of content so Ah. because you're off and so I'm like okay now that I'm washing my hair that means that I'm going to style my hair so that if I style my hair, that means the next day I can shoot all of these videos. But before I style my hair, that means I can do all these videos around hair mask, hair oil, skincare routine, masking, and hair turban looks like. It's a whole thing. So like, that's why. How often is, is um, hair wash day? Mine's once a week. You're pretty often. Like, I actually do it every other day. Oh, okay. So you've got to really think about what's going on before, after, before, after. Before. Yeah, yes. <laughs> This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.
With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Okay, so when did Instagram, TikTok, Glow with Ava in general become your main gig? When did you come out of the closet and share, this is what I'm doing, I'm no longer doing finance? I actually have a very non-traditional path because a lot of people, they quit their regular nine to five after they start making some money on social media and they see, oh, I think I can make it work kind of thing. For me, it was the opposite because I love doing Glow with Ava so much to the point where I was thinking of leaving finance to become, to go into the skincare company. So like I would have wanted to work for another skincare company as their marketing director, but it's not easy to make that pivot industry to industry. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to business school. So I decided to leave finance and go to business school, but I left a little early just because I wanted some time to really focus on Global Deva, but also write my applications and everything. So I left finance before, I, I was making zero money, by the way. I didn't know how to monetize anything. And then in my applications, you have to be very specific in business school applications. So I was writing, hey, I want to be the global marketing director for this one specific Korean skincare company that I adore. What's it called? Let's give them a shout out. More specific. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to work there. But then while I was applying to business school, I ended up getting a job there as a very, very junior role. So then I was like, why am I paying 300K to go to business school when I already got in my way into the company? As long as I have one way in, then I knew I could rise to the ranks. Right. So then I ditched business school. But then I ended up even turning down that job because at that point, it, it was around six months into quitting finance. And I was like, you know, I really love this. So something in my gut told me I could make Global Data work somehow. And then I kept going at it. And I don't think I started monetizing over a year after that too. And what's it like to now see yourself as the face of some big brands? I remember, I think it was on Sephora's website last year. Pharmacy. Yeah, I was looking at the brand Pharmacy, which I, I, I'm no skincare expert, but I've got my, you know, staples that I like and Pharmacy brand I love. And I was like, I think that's Ava. Oh my God, Ava's made it. Go Ava. It was so was exciting for me. Moment. Yeah. It was, it was big for you too? Mm-hmm. It was very big. But that was like, also that wasn't paid at all. Oh, That okay. was just like a very organic video that I posted on YouTube because I love the product so much. Oh. And they found my YouTube and they just, just snipped it out and then they put it on Sephora, which they should have told me about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. They they used, they, you should be have gotten paid for that. There was no usage right. There was <gasps> zero payment. But just the fact that I could be on a page was enough for me. So. Okay. All right. And what was it like for, for your mom to see you make it in America? But, you know, in this. Yeah, in she this- was so proud of me when I was in finance. And she never thought I was going to leave. And even when I did leave, she thought I was going to go back. So she actually didn't really even tell her friends that I left finance for over a year. And then now that she kind of seems to know that I am a little bit more of a big deal than when I first quit, 
now she's like loving it because I give her so much free skincare too. <laughs> right. <laughs> she's like the biggest supporter. And honestly, Aww. thanks to my mom, because a lot of my content is based off of her. Right. She is really the inventor of the Jello skin lifestyle. We are just emulating everything she's done, right? Exactly. I'm just like copying her. <laughs> All right. Did you always have good skin? I mean, to me, you have good skin now, but. No. Oh my God. My high school, college, there was not a single day when I didn't have a pimple in my life. Not a single day. Yeah. I can't think of a single day that I've ever not had a pimple. Do you have no pimples now? I do get some, but like in high school, it was like bad. It was, it wasn't just one pimple. It was like pimple everywhere situation. Right, Not right, like right. one or two here and there, but back then it was a combination of me not caring about anything, being on the sun, never ever wearing sunscreen, you know, eating so much sugar, all of that combined, not sleeping ever. So in your experience, when it comes to diet and skin care, I feel like there's a lot of myth versus fact would you say that what we eat has a big impact on acne specifically? I think so. I, I honestly think so. But I mean, you can't really forego the fact that like some people just have really good skin to begin with. Right. Like my sister, for example, has never had a pimple in her life. Hmm. So she's, she has a very different experience from me where I honestly think I'm so into skincare because I had bad skin. Right. For her because she has such good skin. She doesn't even actually do that much skincare because she doesn't need to. You guys make like makeup videos together too, though. So it's not. Yeah, maybe the makeup because she has very good skin to begin with. Right. For me, I was never into makeup because I was just focused on curing my skin so that I can wear better makeup. Now that you're in your 30s, is it more about acne or anti-aging? Do you have any pigmentation problems? Like what are your core things that you're always working on? My core thing is pigmentation. Really? Spots and anti-aging. Gosh, yeah. the anti-aging really kicks your ass when you're in your 30s. It's like uh-huh. I did nothing and then that, my face was like, well, you're going to pay for it now. No, exactly. <laughs> and I just was in Hawaii for a week and I come back and like my face just looks different. I have makeup on right now. Like you have different sunspots, you mean? So many sunspots, just dull. Like I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, this is not me. When it comes to anti-aging, obvious, I have personally found lots of success with topical products, but I feel like most people do agree that food for acne, there's a role. What about foods for anti-aging? Oh, anti-aging especially too. So for acne, I think if you already have acne prone skin, just kind of toning it down on the dairy, like cheese, milk, Sugar does help a lot. And then for anti-aging, eating foods that are naturally high in collagen, for example, and antioxidants, I think really helps. So, you know, think of your fatty fish, like the omega-3s, salmon, bone broth that my mom makes once again, like that's her thing. So a lot of berries that have the collagen and the antioxidants, oysters, for example, and just eating real foods too, which I need to do better, but I'm, I'm getting there. When we look at you, I feel like we'd expect you to be eating like all fruits, vegetables. I know you're big into like sea moss gel, right? Yeah. It's funny because I guess I need to post more about like me eating pizza. <laughs> I mean, I, I do openly tell people that my favorite food is pizza though. I've, I feel like I've seen you eat pizza enough times that I know that that's a big yeah, part of your life. It's, it's, but that's like, that's what I call like my 70, 30 lifestyle mm-hmm. or 80. I said mostly it's 70, 30 because yeah. of the time I'm eating my smoothies, my vitamins, all of that. 
But 30% of the time I am inhaling pizza and sugar. I think this is what makes you relatable and real. And like I said in the beginning, like when we look at skincare beauty gurus, I feel like it's very like statuesque and perfect Mm -hmm. and seeing you as your real self so many, like I feel like you really showcase the less serious, more real side of you that captures us because that is the reality. We're not always eating smoothies and, you know, vitamins in all the forms. I'm not a fitness model, you know. (laughs) You are to me. I feel like you had this really funny post. I can't even remember. I should have gone back before this where like you were on some sort of a work trip last year. And I don't know if I made this up or not, but like, were you dressed up as a hot dog? Oh my God. No, I was, wait, are you talking about Halloween? What were you for Halloween? No, I was, I was a character from Squid Games. No. Okay. Last year you were like in California. I feel like it was a work trip. Oh my God. Yes. No, it was my birthday trip. It was your birthday. Okay. Were you a hot dog? Was it something else? What was it? Sushi. Sushi. I need to pull that picture up. Yeah. I was on a sushi boat. You were on a sushi boat, but it was. You may have thought it was a hot dog because my (laughs) friends were chopsticks. (laughs) That's a big difference. I hope that I didn't confuse a hot dog with sushi. But I remember just thinking the same thing. Like this girl is funny. Like most people are posing in like a sexy bikini and showing off their their fitness model body. And I guess you were a roll of sushi, but it was was excellent content that really, my memory was a little bit off, but it stayed with me as Ava is a real one. Keep Ava close. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Okay. So can we like pick your brain on overrated and underrated products and why? And I'll just like name a few and you tell me. Okay. Okay. Well, I feel like I know the answer to this one already, but sheet masks. Sheet masks. You may be surprised, but I think they're overrated. What? Yeah, I, I do it a lot. I know that's part of my whole content, but they're absolutely 100% overrated. Really? Why? Especially because I think I can make them at home by myself. Okay. And well, I do it a lot. I do make it a lot at my at home. I, mm-hmm. I've done a lot of content. Maybe you haven't seen it, but I do make it. Um, but when I'm traveling and stuff, like it just is really convenient. And it is part of my brand because I'm always masking, but the component behind this me sheet masking is just to emphasize you got to hydrate your skin. Right, right, right. The to hydrate your skin for most people is to throw on a sheet mask and you just leave it there instead of having to rub your face with a serum, moisturizer, all of that stuff. But yeah, it is overrated. Interesting. Didn't see that one coming. In my world, I feel like they're underrated because I don't do them a lot. And then when I do them, I'm like, oh yeah, this is what my skin has been asking for. And the day of my wedding, I did a sheet mask and I didn't sleep the night before. And I feel like it really came to my rescue and I don't give them enough credit for like plumping me up when, especially people who have don't do it as much a simple eye mask or sheet mask really does wonders. But like the idea of that is literally just hydration and love hydration in that's Mm, it. Okay. All right. Do that with a serum. Okay. What about retinol products? Retinol, see, I think it's in the middle because I know so many of the benefits, but I think it's overrated again. Okay. Because I never, my mom has never used retinol, by the way. Yeah. So that's of also another factor because in a lot of Korean skincare, you don't find retinol. It's only a very recent phenomenon where, because of the Western demand for K Beauty and retinol, now they started to formulate a few retinol products. But still to this day, I really like relying on gentle ingredients. Mm-hmm. 
because I have very sensitive skin. So I have, I can use maybe like three retinol products that doesn't really irritate my skin. But now that it's summer, I'm probably not going to be using retinol a lot again, because it really makes it really more sensitive to the sun once again. Right. Um, so coming from sensitive skin, no, but I do think if you have a lot of acne, then you can use prescribed retinol. And I know that that does wonders for a lot of people. And what would be a more gentle alternative to retinol that you are more likely to use or your mom's more likely to use? I like using, you know, like ingredients that help with anti-aging peptides. Ginseng, for example, is like a superfood. So putting ginseng on your face specifically, not no, no, no. products like ginseng for infused skincare products, for Got example. It. Okay. So that's a lot of like the Korean skincare products that help with anti-aging. Because they're so rich in antioxidants. Is that the... Yes, exactly. Fascinating. Okay. What about hyaluronic acid? I've heard mixed things about this Underrated. one for a while. Underrated. Every single person needs a hyaluronic acid serum or moisturizer. It's in most products that are hydrating now, you know? You think? Which, what's your favorite hyaluronic acid in the most one is actually Neutrogena and L'Oreal. Wow. Like it's, it's drugstore. I just really think it's a good product especially because all skin types can use it and all age groups can use it. So you can be 17 and you can use the same L'Oreal product as I do right now. Even in your 30s, 40s, 50s, you can use the same because it's just a simple ingredient, like a simple hyaluronic acid serum is just to hydrate your skin. So that's why I'm saying like, you can just literally use a bunch of that and use it kind of like a sheet mask. All right. And what about toner in general? I'm super confused about toner. I love toner. I cannot not have a toner in my routine. Tell me why. Because it's like the base step for putting on anything else. And for someone with really dry skin too, as soon as I wash my face, I need to go in with at least one layer of toner to make sure like not all the moisture is like out. Okay. I feel like the name toner really has just thrown me off for years because it doesn't do what you'd think it would do. Yeah, and I think that's a problem in the U.S. marketing industry, in the mm. skincare industry, because a lot of traditionally toners in the U.S. have all been associated with like alcohol and like drying, right? And used by people who have more like acne skin. But the toner in the Asian, Korean K beauty world is like very hydrating. It's like full of hyaluronic acid usually. Which toner do we need? I like the Laneige one. What to go? Oh, Lynette. Okay. I don't know how to. Moisturizer. It's a KBD one. But that one is also one that can be used by like men who don't want a lot of steps because it's very lightweight, but very hydrating at the same time. So that's why it's called a toner and moisturizer in one, because technically you can just use like two layers and call it a day, especially if you're lazy. And what about the technology? Like uh, I saw on your TikTok, you posted what Mary Fitzgerald from Selling Sunsets used this like. Okay, the I was EMS device. What's it called? It's called an EMS device. So okay. I don't know if you've seen recently, like there's a ton of um, rage around microcurrent devices. Yes. Like the new face, for example. So I love the new face. You just have to be very, very consistent with it. Hold on, I have it right here. Oh, huge. That, okay, because yeah. I was about to buy it before our call, but I just wanted to hear the words out of your mouth to solidify that I need it and use code. I think it was Ava10. I'm not sure. It's on your TikTok. I, I have to put it in the video, so Same. I like don't forget. Um, but I believe it's something like that. But seriously, this is even more powerful than the new face. New face is great, but 
but it is very powerful because with a new face, you don't really feel it on your skin. Like you need to have gel right. to activate the currents. That's the most important part. You can't do it on dry skin. You can't really use it with a lot of like normal skincare. You need a very thick base of gel. For to the make new sure face. For both. Oh, anyway. for both. For both. But after you have that base, the new face, if you use it, you're not going to sense like much tingling or anything. But this is a device that is still in the microcurrent family, but it's a new technology called the EMS and it's a lot stronger. So you see faster results than the new face. Don't you feel like I'm a great candidate for it? Just taking a look at all of this, which is here down below, which can be lifted here. This one, we're really just like, it sometimes will kind of feel like it's shaking your face. So some people may get intimidated. I know I got this for my mom for the first time and she was like, oh my God, what is going on? But now she's obsessed with this, especially during like quarantine and stuff. She was just like using it all the time. And I'm like, mom, you're not supposed to use it for an hour a day. Okay. <laughs> she, she's the jello, the jello skin lifestyle. You commit yeah. and you commit and you commit. <laughs> mom, you're doing too much. But this is a very, very um, powerful tool. And I was very surprised that Mary was using this because it's like a mostly K-beauty item. I wonder how she found it. I wonder how she found out about it. That girl knows. She does look good. She does look good. She looks very good. For all of our listeners, I know you might be surprised, but I'm a huge Selling Sunset fan. Like I don't watch a lot of TV, but like Selling Sunset new season, Evan knows, leave me alone. I... I think about Christine all the time. I know I'm going off on a tangent here. Do you know how old Christine is? 35. I feel like she's 30. Hold on. Hold on just one second here. Mary's definitely older. Mary's older. She's got older kids. This conversation is taking a very non-truthy. I'm with you. I don't watch a lot of reality TV at all. Oh, Christine's 33. 33, right. Okay, she's my age. She looks a lot older, I feel like, than me, but... Like her skin is flawless. The makeup, the Botox, it's all like doing that. Speaking of, how do you feel about skincare injectables such as Botox and filler? I've never gotten it done and I don't think I want to do it soon. Okay. Again, because my mom has never gotten it done. She got her first Botox last year. So I'm like, hey, if she looks that good, maybe I don't. But I know with my job, I'm going to be forced or not forced, like coerced into trying it. So I'll, I'll definitely try it just to see how it is. But if even if I try Botox, I think I'll get it in like the most, most microdose amount ever. Yeah. Because my worst fear is looking like someone who's gotten filler or Botox done. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. I hear you. That's why I'm like more of a device believer than injecting something in my skin. Totally. I kind of fluctuate between this. Like I'm a very lazy skincare makeup girl. I like to do the least. So like I haven't had Botox in two years and I have a lot of mixed feelings around the whole topic of it for health, for like setting an example for other generations, transparency around it, all of that much very loaded conversation. But I will say I kind of struggle with these things that like fix for the time being like you get botox then you don't have to you don't do you know your microcurrent facials every day versus something that requires labor every day and time and and all of and all of that but obviously the safer option is going to be the um i I think like the microcurrent more topical things will you do things like lasers oh i've done it before i love it all lasers do you have a favorite laser i did this laser for um like brightening not the side effect was to brighten because it increases the collagen production in your skin. 
but I did it mainly for like a lot of the um, sunspots I had from my early 20s. Mm-hmm. So it did, it did help. But the thing with laser is like, it kind of helps, but you get it well back. Like I got a lot of it back already from Hawaii. Mm. So that's the only thing. Um, but even I, with your intensive sunblock regimen, it still comes back. Oh my God, I'm so prone to dark spots and pigmentation. I think the heat really like does something to it also, which like, I love being in the heat, but my skin is like, no, you can not like it. Yeah. We don't like yeah. it. We don't like but it. I do think lasers are great. Okay. I'd really like, I wish, do you have a great laser person, by the way, in New York city that you could recommend I went to us? Dr. Michelle Henry. What's his name? Dr. Michelle Henry. Oh, she? I her for my laser. Yeah. Okay. Dr. Michelle Henry, we will be checking you and your lasers out. Yes. <laughs> All right. So one thing I really love about you as a whole is that you are an optimist and you clearly see the sunny side of life and find ways to bring humor to the mundane. I feel like the online world can be really heavy. How do you stay optimistic in a place that can be vicious either to you or just everything around you can kind of really bring you down? At least I've experienced that. That's funny because my I'm I am a very big optimist, while as my husband is more like anal, I want to say, like a little bit more pessimistic than me. So he kind of usually admires the fact that I'm like always happy. And he calls me like, Oh, you're always an Avaland because everything is perfect and happy, even though they clearly are not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he always says, like, I wish it was a little bit more like you. But I think like even despite that personality, when I first started on TikTok, I was like, what is this? Because like the comments are just so mean and rude, not just to me, but like I see some of the comments on like other people's videos too. I'm like, just just like, why do you want to bring this much of a negativity to people you've never met in your life before too? But I think what I, at first it was hard. So I stopped checking comments to begin with in Mm. the beginning because I didn't even want to read them because I knew that would bring me down. But now at this point, you know, I truly still love the work I do and I do it with the best of my intentions. I'm not here to offend anyone. So if people do have something negative to say about the genuine content that I do put out there, I just say, thank you. You're helping with my engagement by putting in a comment in my video. <laughs> um, and they must be in a bad place to bring more negative energy into someone else's space. So, you know, unless it's something super bad, I try my best not to let it bring me down and I've gotten so much better at it. So it's been good. It sounds like there kind of is the separation between your work and who you are. And so when you read these comments, you're so proud of your work that it's not going to affect you and you've got some good boundaries in place and token white lady here, but I'm very aware that being Asian in New York city has become more threatening. Is that something that you have experienced living in your own city and do you feel safe in person and in line these days and you online Very a couple of months ago when this was first breaking out this is i think six months ago when there were like every single day where there was something happening to an old asian lady you know and i'm just like thinking like what if my mom was here that was the biggest concern because for some reason i thought like this could happen to me but i always thought this would never happen to me until like a few months ago my friend's friend who was living like two blocks away from me, she got like someone pulled her by her hair and like tried to like slam her down to the floor. Some same age as me. That's when I got really scared. Um, so I've just been taking a lot of precautions, for example, taking Ubers whenever I can, having all the safe tools with me. 
but I don't know. I think it's gotten a little better. Maybe it's because it's warm out where there's been more cops around, but it is something that like we really should raise a lot more awareness for, especially in like a city that like shouldn't, it should be safe to live in New York City. For sure. And online, have you experienced anything like that? I know, you know, you have such a big audience, over a million TikTok followers, and people can be vicious there. Like just mean like Asian comments here and there, but I try not to let it get to me because I don't think it's like a negative comment against me or my personality. It's just my appearance. So, you know, it's not okay, but I'm trying not to let it get to me. I got one like yesterday too, which I'm like, you know what? It's, It's okay. You just keep trucking. I like it. Yeah. But you shouldn't have to be victim to that. And I think it's important for people to know the realities that are not theirs because we all need to advocate for you and create a safer world where we can all exist. Mm -hmm. So, okay, wrapping up here, for anybody who is wanting to bring their voice online, you've clearly been super successful and hyper successful these last few years. Would you recommend that people niche down like you do, or would you say that you can do whatever you want online and it can, and you'll still be successful? I think we're in an age right now where you can post any kind of content and there will still be an audience. I know when I started, I was very, very much more skincare, but now I've come to a point where like I can talk about anything I want. You know, it could be a very political issue or it could be like something as small as a specific brand of sheet mask. It kind of goes a full spectrum. But I think from all of this, what I learned, especially from seeing other people's content is that as long as you have one thing that you can do it slightly different than someone next to you, then you can make content out of it. That's the lesson. I love that. I love that. And my last question for you is if you could develop your own skincare product and it was like everything you needed in one, what would it be? You know, I get asked this question so much on if I'm going to launch a skincare line. Uh huh. And the answer is no right now because the market's very saturated. There's a new skincare line launching. Every celebrity is launching a skincare line. So I just don't think there is a need for me to launch something. If I do launch something, it has to be something that is very different than what is existing. For example, it has to be something like an EMS device that it goes further than the existing microcurrent device with proven benefits. So right now, I just feel like there's everything that I need. If there is a product that can mimic Botox. Ah, there we go. There we go. A product that can mimic Botox with lasting effects for three months or longer, but not an injectable, you will invent it. Then I'll do it. (laughs) Well, I will be the first one to sign up for that. For anybody that doesn't yet follow Ava, I'm going to link her information below on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube because you have lots of great content on all three platforms. So thank you for showing up online, living your truthiest life and sharing it with us. Thank you so much, Lisa, for having me. This is very fun. dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for 
more info now. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.